aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that is that the case? I don't think we ever were liberal. What? Yes. I don't think we ever were. That, not me saying that. That's the people out there saying that he's not letting you be liberal anymore. Well, I, listen, I think that I think what Chris is saying is that he wants Republicans, sensible Republicans. He wants us to hold people to account, but he wants people to come on and feel comfortable with coming on and talking on on CNN. And appearing on, on CNN. So if you invite someone in your house, you want to make them comfortable. But also, by the, by the nature of what we do, we have to hold people to account. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going liberal or conservative or whatever. It just means that we are doing what we do, and that's good journalism. So accountable, not confrontation. Um, I think sometimes one must be confrontational. Look, I don't think that a conversation on television, television should be any different than a conversation in person. Listen, I have, a, I have confrontational conversations with people I love. And I have uncomfortable conversations with people I love. And I think it's necessary. And I think it's also necessary to, 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 to do that on television, on CNN. And then, but you can do that without being vitriolic. I think not being vitriolic is maybe a better, better way of putting it. And you can do that and not have vitriol. And you, as, as people say, you can be you can disagree without being disagreeable. And so I think that, you know, that's what our mission is. All right, welcome back. It's Thursday. <laughs> Don Lemon. Uh, you know what? Um, don't tell anybody, but I got a bridge to sell you. I'll tell you where to meet me at. You can pay me for that bridge, and I'll tell you where the bridge is at. Okay, I, you know, these people... I know lying is like breathing to these people. I mean, I get that, but just the audacity to have the nerve to come out and say that, that CNN was not liberal prior to this new takeover, and even now they're still liberal. They're just doing house cleaning, and they're trying to, uh, I guess, regain some credibility. But to say that they were never liberal, they weren't one-sided, they weren't on a 24-hour constant attack of Donald Trump when he was in the White House, they would attack any Republican that came on there, how he was saying you could be, uh, you could disagree without being disagreeable, they were always confrontational. I mean, who who would want to go on CNN? And it's not like this was just the last couple of years, CNN has been trending liberal for decades, it's just... It was ramped up. It was overload when Donald Trump got into the White House. I just think it's so dumb that this this lemon has the audacity to come out and say that CNN was never liberal. <laughs> you know, had somebody wrote a book that the United States was going to be like this 10 years ago, we would have all laughed at it. It would have been a joke. It probably, you probably would have never even heard of it because it was just, it's one of those things that it's, it's so ridiculous. There's just no way you could possibly believe that we would be in the current state that we're in right now. But here we are, you know, up is down, good is evil, left is right, right is left. I, I mean, we are a mess and Worse than that, you have this constant push to memory hole everything. Now CNN wants to change your opinion of them, and they're going to start with claims that they were never liberal. They just want you to forget about that. And it'll just, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. They'll do a few um, 
interviews like this or show up and do a few appearances on shows and tell you that they weren't liberal and you're supposed to just accept that and move forward and then a year from now you go, no, CNN's always been balanced news. They were never one-sided. It, it's it, We live in an insane world and it's just seems that we continue to just get worse. We're not getting any better. It's stupid. Uh, as promised, well, not as promised, as said yesterday, Just the News. So the report on the CDC, interesting report. It is from Just the News, definitely worth reading if you get an opportunity. I find Just the News to be a very reliable source. Uh, I like their reporting style, but if you get a chance to read it. Uh, the earliest demographics to uh, get COVID-19 vaccines, such as healthcare workers, reported surprisingly high rates of serious complications from them, according to data uh, the CDC turned over under court order. Among 10 million-plus users of the agency's V-Safe active monitoring smartphone app through July uh, 8.5 million who signed up for uh, between December 2020 and April 2021, before all adults were eligible for COVID vaccines, nearly 8% of them said they required medical care after receiving the vaccine. Now, I keep in mind, uh, some people would like to come out and say, and it, it addresses this in this article as well, but some people would like to come out and say that uh, these are vaccine deniers, these were people that were against it from the beginning, uh, they're just trying to give out bad numbers, and, and they're trying to hurt the vaccine because they're against the vaccine. The people that originally got these vaccines, the frontline workers uh, that they were made available to first, were chomping at the bits to get them because you had a lot of people in the medical communities that were worried about getting it because they're treating people with COVID, so they wanted these injections. Uh, all these first responders, this was not uh, somebody like myself being forced to take it and then bashing it. These are people that were accepting, willing, and got it because the people that did not want it that were first responders that refused it, you see that in many states, they lost their position. You know, they, they were fired and let go because they wouldn't get it. So just keep that in mind when we're going through all the statistics here. Uh, for patients ages three and older needing such care, nearly three and four couldn't rely on uh, health uh, telehealth visits. They required urgent care at least 48% of the time, emergency rooms 15% of the time, or hospitalization 10% of the time for infants who were authorized to receive the jab this summer and are also enrolled in the V-Safe through parents or guardians. Hospitalizations were much lower at 2%, but urgent care was extremely high at 66%. Another 12% of the V-Safe users reported that they were unable to perform normal daily activities, and 13% said that they missed work or school, meaning that one in three had more than, mild, uh, uh, more than a mild averse reaction to the shot. Well over 10 million symptoms reported were filed each month from January through April of 2021, dropping to 5 million in May and hovering around 1 million for the next few months. The report jumped above 2 million again in October following Biden's vaccine mandates for roughly 100 million workers and then dropped to the low to mid hundred thousands from January through July of 2022. Later in the article, it does address that there is a lot of additional information that they're still trying to gather from the CDC, but the CDC is requesting to code it out instead of giving you just uh, the raw documents that they have. 
They want to code it out and using medical codes, which would make it much tougher to decipher for any uh, common people that want to read it and report on it. The CDC is doing everything they can for this not to come out. A lot of the concerns that we were hearing, again, all the conspiracy theorists, right? Everybody that didn't want to take a shot, we were all demonized. We were all looked upon as we're crazies. I even brought to you a a report that I read where Canada was saying that people that did not want to take the vaccine should should have a mental evaluation because obviously there's something wrong with you just because you don't want to take a vaccine. Well, chest pain and other cardiac symptoms that could indicate myocarditis and uh, pericarditis via the report are now known to be more common post-vaccination in people under the age of 40. And even more damaging that at least uh, 6.6% of people reported serious complications, which I would assume any type of cardiac complications a serious one, but serious complications from hospitalization to permanent disability after receiving the shot. Now, these people were measured over the course of from when you took the shot to three months after to six months after to a year after. And if you recall, myself and many other, we're always talking about long-term studies. You know, you got to see what comes out. You're not going to really know what the side effects are to any of these things until you have, uh, they've been around for a while and you see what the long-term effects are going to be of them. Well, they knew this in the short term, we still don't truly have the true long term. You don't have five, 10 years into the future yet to see the impact this is, that this is having on people's bodies. That's yet to come. This is what they knew right away. We're talking about first responders. When it originally broke out, when the vaccine came out just before the 2020 elections, when they started giving it to all the healthcare workers that were accepting and wanted to take it, This is data that they were gathering within the first three months of this coming out. You've been lied to. I've been lied to. They knew all of this from the beginning, from the get-go. Everything that you have worried about, everything that you said, everything that you were criticized for saying, it's all true. So at, at least pat yourself on the back for having enough common sense to say, you know, I'm not sure. I don't want to take this vaccine. I'm not seeing what you people are seeing. So I'm going to wait and watch and see what happens. Okay. Uh, I know for me anyways, if you want to talk about a plague type scenario, if I'm watching people get this and you hear about somebody dying here or you hear about somebody dying there or you hear the death reports on TV and on the new and on the and the radio but you don't see it in your life that right away is already making me suspicious now if i was to see everybody around me okay anybody that i knew that got this virus i mean dead dead as a doorknob they got it and they suffered they died There would be no question. You wouldn't have to force me. You wouldn't have to try to mandate me. You wouldn't try try to have to threaten me, threaten my job to take this shot. Because you wouldn't need to. I'd be in line with everybody else. Hurry up, give it to me. How many you got? Two, three, four. Hit them. Go everywhere. One arm, next arm, leg, thigh, whatever you got to do. You're going to do it. Because you're seeing everybody dropping like flies. So yes, it's that scary. But when you don't see that... I'm sorry, common sense. 
The people that use common sense, like myself, pat yourself on the back. Because you potentially, you don't know how it's going to react in your body. You avoided one of these problems, whether it be short-term or long-term, if you didn't take this. You could have long-term effects, and again, we don't even know what the longer-term effects are going to be. But at least as for now, you've avoided potentially some heart issues or long-term effects where these people have still not gotten over it from taking the shot from 2020. Now, let's go over what you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to sue them. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you know, weren't allowed to criticize the vaccine. I mean, the big picture, take a step back. This has all been a lie. All of it. This is a money-making, power-grabbing scheme at a global scale. This was it. All the little dirty world leaders, everybody all got together. And all figured out, this is it. This is where, this is our moment to shine. This is our moment to drop the iron fist. This is, this is our time. There is no other reason. You can't sit here and convince me. Is COVID real? Sure. So's the flu. So's cancer. So's a million other things that kill you. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's here. You're going to get it. Sure. Once a virus is in society, you're going to get it one way or the other. And I hate to tell people that are so willing to get shot after shot after shot. It's not a vaccine. It's a shot. You're getting a flu shot. It's just a different flu. It's a a COVID shot. It's not a flu anymore. It's a different type. Vaccines, it's one or two and done. You don't ever take it again. It's done. It it, it gives you immunity. You're not going to get that virus. So they lied to you. They lied to you. They lied to me. They lied to everybody. They're trying to hide the data So that way they're not held accountable for what just happened. I'm glad this is starting to come out. And this was, if you read the article, it's been a year and a half they've been fighting to get these documents in court. And they don't even have all of them because the CDC is doing the best they can to slow walk this. You know, they don't want to give up anything. They want to probably alter as much as they can because you can't believe anything nowadays. Don't, Don't think for a second that the CDC wouldn't alter it knowing how bad they're about to look. And then the government, shame on them, because I know, I understand, it's it's money and it's power for them. I understand why they did it, but shame on them. If you actually cared about people, you wouldn't force them to take anything. And then, worse than that, they have made it where there's no way these pharmaceutical companies can be held accountable, because you can't even sue them. So you're going to have potential lifelong issues from a shot that... You were pressured to take, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nobody to be held accountable. You just have to suck it up and take it. I'm glad this is coming out now. I don't know how many, I don't know how many people are going to pay attention to this. I don't know how many people are going to believe this because, you know, nowadays, the way information is, you believe what you want to believe. Fact of the matter is, this is the CDC's own data. This isn't something I made up or just the news made up or a reporter made up. These were court ordered. The CDC had to release them. This is their data. And their data shows a much higher percentage of people are having adverse reactions to this shot than they lead you on to believe. This is showing you that you are justified in not wanting to take something that's experimental 
This is also showing you that this is a power grab. This was a, a, a money move. This is everybody in Congress getting their dirty little hands wet to get a little money off these pharmaceutical companies. You know, hopefully one day, when everything comes out, 10 or 15 years in the future, hopefully one day someone will compile, legitimately compile all the truth into a, a book, title it The Greatest Lie Ever Told, because that's where we're going with this. I know Congress is coming up and they're saying they want to do more investigations into COVID origin, and that's all well and good. Congratulations. We're going to find out some more information. Uh, I am not a firm believer that there's going to be any accountability for it. I don't believe anything's going to happen to Fauci. I don't believe anything's going to happen to any of anybody on the left that assisted in this assault on our country. But at least in the end, if we can get all the information, it will be used as a learning tool for the people that want to learn in the future so that potentially you could avoid going through this again decades from now where everybody's memory all of a sudden gets real real short and they don't remember this. I don't know how, but people tend to do stuff like that. All right. All right, update on Georgia. Yeah, the election's next week. So definitely, uh, if you're in Georgia, I hope you guys are all, you saw what happened. Yeah, everybody needs to show up. If you can vote early, vote early. Uh, I think mailing at this point is too late. I don't know if your early voting's still going or not either, actually. Uh, if it is, if you can vote early, get out and vote early. You know, we have to use the same tools and weapons that the Democrats use if you hope to win at this game. So get out and vote. If it's already done, then you can no longer early vote. Be ready next week. Take the time off work. Do whatever you have to do. Um, From the Daily Caller, a new survey of likely voters in Georgia Senate runoff elections revealed that Democratic Senator Warnock and Republican ex-athlete Potential Walker are statistically tied, showing little movement from November 8th's general election ahead of the runoff to Election Day. Survey conducted by a consortment of pollsters led by Complete Digital, a progressive organization, reported that 50% of the vote was for either candidate. Uh, It paints the runoff as a true toss-up just days before the election. We kind of already know this. It's a very tight race. What is going to make the difference is who utilized the tools at their disposal the best. Up till now, Democrats have been much better in early voting and in uh, uh, mail-in ballots. There's no secret there. And if that is the way it continues, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, Republicans usually come out in force because they don't trust these things as much. So they come out in force on election day. But if you're behind by very large numbers, by the time next week rolls around, I don't know if you can make them up. In the survey that they took, it showed that Warnock's leading among independent voters, gaining 52% of support, while Walker led amongst supporters of the libertarian Chase Oliver, gaining 67% of support. Oliver's vote share, which is about 2.1% or around 81,000 votes, uh, denied Walker and Warnock 50% outright, leading to the runoff. If Warnock happens to win, it gives, we are not going to have control of the Senate no matter what, but it gives them the 51 votes they need to attack the filibuster. They can abolish the filibuster at that point which means that it's going to get reckless real fast. 
about the only thing in our favor is that you take back the House in January, which will stop a lot of the nonsense. But you do not want to give these people an inch. I mean, it is extremely important. I mean, it's hard to stress and it's hard to say and put into words how important it is for this man, for Walker to win this. So it's 50-50 with Kamala being the deciding vote. So at that point, the filibuster is probably more secure because you know uh, Manchin's opposition to it. He wouldn't let it get past the threshold. However, if Warnock is number 51, even with Manchin, you could still get past it. Because remember, you only need 51. So they could, even if Manchin says no, you're still at 50. Kamala's 51 to filibuster yeah, have a nice day. And you know, AOC's been calling for that forever. So have a lot of radical Democrats. Then it would rest on cinema. Is she going to stand up to him again or is she not? Because then it really, everything comes down once again to those two. And you know that they're going to go after the filibuster. That's a guarantee. However, with Herschel Walker in place being 50-50, it's almost a guarantee Mansion would not vote to get rid of the filibuster and they can't get to the number that they need to get to. We hold the house and all should be well. So Georgia, I can't express to you how important this is for you guys to get out and vote and and vote to win. You have to win. We have to beat the progressive, radical, wife-attacking, dirtbag Warnock and put Walker in there. I mean, it is that important. If you're in Georgia... It's time to get down, get everybody out. We, we say this over and over and over, and you think at some point, you know, people would get outside of their comfort zone and just grab four or five of their friends and say, hey, look, it's this important. Come on, let's all go. We got to get this guy voted. We got to get this guy voted in. Walker's got to be the guy for, for the preservation of this country. With no filibuster, can you imagine the dramatic swings that we're going to make in this country? It, we, it will be a mess here. You think it's a mess now? It'll be even a bigger mess than it is right now. And just think, you know, people all said we were crazy going into 2020 saying if if Donald Trump doesn't win, it's the end of America. Look around you. Uh, You have looming rail strikes, which 48% of all of our goods go on rail at some point. So imagine the shortages that were about to happen. They were fighting about that over sick days. Instead of one, they only wanted to give them one, they gave them seven. I mean, you were literally, you're going to worry about six paid sick days for these worker workers over the possibility of half the goods in the United States not being able to get there by rail. How stupid is that? So how bad do you think it could get without a filibuster? Like I said, look around you right now. Gas, food, energy, everything, housing, uh, wages, unemployment, everything. It's its a disaster compared to 2020. A disaster. And if you if they get rid of the filibuster, all of their radical ideas that they've been trying to pass for the last two years, they will be able to push some of them through. And once they get through, the country swings so far in one direction. And then when power changes, it swings back the other way. And then we are just a disaster. We're just going for a ride. It's too extreme. 
You guys have to get out and vote this person in. It was down to Georgia last time with the Senate seats. We're back here once again. Let's get a better outcome this time than we had last time. Do not listen to any politicians that are telling you uh, that your vote doesn't count. Your votes are the votes are rigged. Get out there and vote. That is the only weapon you have. Better to say that you went out and did what you were supposed to do, even if you lost. There should be some comfort knowing that you did your job. I went out and voted. I brought my husband or wife with me. I brought my 18-year-old first time out to vote. I brought a couple of friends, a couple of buddies of mine from work, whatever it is. Get out and do it. It is that important. And I hope everybody's taking it that way because it is that way. All right. Be, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. The whole rail strike. What you heard from uh, the end of my COVID rant, okay, as soon as that ended, everything since then had been re-recorded because I couldn't sleep and I decided to go out and record super early uh, on Wednesday. And of course they went and they came to some type of an agreement Wednesday on the rail. And so Wednesday night I was back deleting half of my episode, re-recording and adding this in. This was not supposed to be today. This was actually supposed to be for Friday, (laughs) but you know, I can't, I couldn't put it out because it would have made no sense. I would be talking to you about something that is already in the past. So it doesn't make that. It didn't make sense. Um, so that being said, if you like what you hear, please rate and review me. It's always of great help. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. If you'd like to check out anything else I do, just go to littlecc.com. Uh, little, uh, uh, oh, Jesus. littlejoecc.com. I'm sorry, I can't even speak now. Um, and you can see I post articles on there, and there's some other blogs. Beyond that, I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. We will do it again tomorrow.